All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for clicking play. This is Digging Deep, an Okieable One podcast. I'm MG Govia, the education outreach liaison for Okieable One. And today, we're going to have a really good conversation with a notification center from Canada. How cool is that? Um, if you are not aware, um, A11 or the call before you dig or click before you dig message is international. And so each province or state has an opportunity for excavators to call in to get lines marked. And this is what we're going to talk about, kind of the evolution of what's gone on in Canada and compare that with here in Oklahoma and go from there. Um, so today I'm joined with Mike Sullivan. He is president of the Utility Safety Partners. Did I say that right? You did, yes, you did. Okay, and so Mike, tell me a little bit about um, your journey with the um, utility service partners and or safety partners and go from there. Thanks for having me on, appreciate it. Um, it's interesting how we got to where we are in Alberta and even in Canada, um, you know, with the how to conduct a locate request, the, the best method of doing so. Um, you know, when, when the US, had 811. When 811 began and the Common Ground Alliance introduced it and they secured that three-digit dialing, it was the envy of, uh, of Canada. Uh, transmission pipeline companies like uh, TransCanada, now TC Energy, <clears throat> Enbridge Pipelines, Alliance Pipeline, now the, the big companies out there that have a lot of infrastructure in the U.S. as well, they really wanted to have that three-digit dialing in Canada, secure 811 as well. How cool would it, would it have been if we could promote that 811 number across North America, right? It would have been right. perfect, it would have been great. Now at the time when this began, I wasn't with Alberta One Call, which is now Utility Safety Partners. I was uh, working as a consultant and in a completely different area, but I was also working with the Canadian Common Ground Alliance, which was really in its infancy at the time. And somehow, and I can't remember how, to be quite honest, somehow I found myself in the role of uh, going down the path to secure three-digit dialing 811 in Canada. Now to do so, we had to uh, provide an application to the CRTC, which is Government of Canada, the Canadian Radio and Television Communications. And um, that application had to go through the proper steps and it cost a lot of money. So we had to raise $100,000 to do this. Wow. And uh, then in the in in the process of doing that, we found out that 811 was already secured, uh, except the organizations that were had secured it weren't using it. Oh, so, wow. in fact, it was Alberta Health Services that secured 811 for telehealth, but they weren't using it. So we began having conversations across the country saying, you know, we want to secure this for the same reasons they, they, they use it in the U.S. Makes all the sense in the world. And uh, I, I was able to raise $100,000 to create this application, hire a lawyer out of, uh, out of Ottawa, where we have our, our capital. And he was going to, he had a lot of experience in this area to create this application to the CRTC. Now I'll make a long story short, we raised the money. There was a lot of interest. We submit our application and we waited. And I think it was like nine months before we finally got the answer. And when we did get the answer, I believe then I was now president of Alberta One Call. Okay. And the answer was no, you can't have it. And what we had done actually was considered a two-step process. So we wanted to recognize 811 was there for telehealth because it was starting to get used a little bit. 
And a person could dial 811, press one for telehealth and two for locate. And they said, no, too confusing. And it wasn't perfect. Now in the background, knowing that eh, this might not fly, I started thinking, okay, how else can we do this? And so here you think about it. <laughs> we had raised a hundred grand to do this, right? To submit an application, a paper exercise. I went on to GoDaddy, I think for like $12.99, I secured clickbeforeyoudig.com and you know, in a couple of minutes it was done. And I put that aside. And once the, um, once the, the app, the, the answer from the CRTC came out, I had already prepared a presentation. Like, oh, here's the backup plan. And I was delivering a presentation to the Canadian Energy Pipeline Association. And uh, this is a an association that is now defunct, but that association was made up of the major transmission pipeline companies in Canada. And uh, I gave a presentation to their uh, standing committee on operations, VPs, that type of thing, directors. And uh, so, you know, the 811 objective in Canada didn't work, but here's what we are planning to do. And I made a mock-up of uh, what is now clickbeforeyoudig.com, that, that website, that you click on a province and you can submit your locate request. And I remember the a VP of operations from uh, TransCanada Pipelines, TC Energy, saying, uh, Mike, I have a question. I said, what's that? Why didn't we do that first? And, <laughs> and I just stopped and I said, you know, it's a good question. I said, I think we had to go through the process. Yeah. Now, the benefits of doing, of going online is that it's 24 seven, mm. right? Seven days a week, 365. And it, people are used to creating a, a a request through the web to for a hotel, for plane tickets, to go to a, see a, a sporting event, to order a pizza, you name it. It's all right. being done online. But 10 years ago, not so much. It was just really starting the younger group where generations were really getting more adept to it. And we started to push click before you dig rather than call. And that was probably about 2012. And okay. um, we start, we, and as soon as we started, it was interesting. We went from about 17% of, of online locate requests. And then we changed to call, sorry, to click before you dig. And within months, we went to about 65% like that, almost overnight. Mm. And the time the software we were using, the agent still had to process the locate request, even if it came in online. And uh, so it was a time saver for the public because they didn't have to wait for a phone call or to right. make a phone call. Uh, you know, between Monday and Friday, and then deal with the backlog of uh, of the wait times to get to speak to an agent. Um, but the the agent still had a lot of processing to do, so it was a lot of overtime and that type of thing. It was frustrating. It was challenging. So then we moved forward with, okay, we did a lot of um, promotion to go online. I can talk about that in a moment. But then we we looked at software in general and where we were and the cost of changing softwares to one that had the auto process built in at the time was, and it still is, it's still quite expensive. And uh, we were providing services for the province of Manitoba and uh, British Columbia at the time. And so, well, why don't we align our business rules between Manitoba to the, to the Pacific ocean, those four provinces. And, once we align the business rules, well, then maybe we can launch a collective request for proposals for new mm -hmm. software and we can share one software license for half the country. 
And <clears throat> in my view, how different can the uh, processes be from one province to another? A person requests to locate, that locate request is processed and utility owners are notified. How different can it be? Right. <laughs> but it was, there are little nuances that each province had their own and we had, it took about six months. And I commend, I tell, I say it every time, I commend my, my colleague, the operations director, utility safety partners, Shara Kirk, with getting it done. I remember when asking her, how long would this take? And she said, oh, it'd take a, at least a year. Right. I said, well, I'll give you six months. And, <laughs> and uh, she got it done in seven, actually. And she did a great job. Now, that allowed us for, to go uh, to an RFP. And uh, the, the short story is that we secured Pelican Corp as our as our provider. That was the big game changer because it uh, it eliminated the uh, agent interaction with the online locate request. Now, how we proliferated locate requests online, um, we did a, a long advertising campaign. I mean, click before you dig was our call to action. Mm -hmm. It was our um, hashtag, um, it was on radio, it was online. We did, um, even if you know a person was calling for a locate request, they heard our, our uh, a recording saying, you can go online and do this and you know we will help you, etc. And we also had um, random draws. So every month we had draws, we'd take all the locate requests that were done online, all the email addresses and do a random selection. And the person who uh, won would get either an iPad mini or a Google home and just kept doing this. And we'd feature that online. And uh, then we got to a point where we just seemed to level off. We couldn't get any higher than say, I don't know, 80%, you know, of the contractors and members that just wouldn't go online. So I was talking to our, our, uh, uh, contact center manager, who was a real data guy. And I said, you know, Joe, I have this hunch that a locate request done online, the integrity of that request is better than a locate request done over the phone. And I said, because nobody knows better where they're digging than the person digging. And if they go online, they get to plot it right into the, the, the map. So he said, okay, let me, interesting. Let me take a look at that. He did a, uh, a study analysis and determined that my hunch was right. That uh, if you take all the damages and then you determine how many were locate requests, so for how many had a locate request, first of all, right? If they did have a locate request, was it a phone or a web locate request? Turned out that if there was a damage, it was more than twice li as likely to have been a phone locate request in it online. Mm -hmm. So we approached our um, board of directors and our uh, operations oversight and guidance committee with a recommendation that we need to mandate online locate requests or click before you dig for members and contractors. And uh, they agreed. So two years ago, actually just, I think it was September 16th, two years ago, uh, we had a soft launch that every person who was a member or a contractor who called in a locate request, okay, we'll help you through it, but this is your last time. After oh, this, wow. you have to go online. 
And, you know, the agents, the team leaders, our contact center manager, everybody did a great job because we used three months, September, October, November, I'm sorry, four months, December, to tell the digging community that this is what we're doing. And our board agreed. And January 1st, we had the hard launch. So September 16th, a soft launch, January 1st, a hard launch. And since then, 97, 98% of all locate requests from the members and contractors are online. And the only reason we can't reach 100% is because it also includes emergencies and they have to be called in. Right. So <clears throat> that has been a huge game changer. And an interesting byproduct of this, one of our members, the distribution gas company, they said, uh, you know, what we found Mike is that if there is a claim and an excavator uh, hits our, our facility, our utilities, and we find out the, the ex, sorry, the locate request was made online. When it goes to an adjudicator, they look at this and they say, okay, your, uh, you know, Johnny Lunchbucket here, you put this in, in this locate request in yourself. They said, yes, I did. Okay, you click before you did. yes, I did. And you said, this is where you're excavating. Yes. Well, how come the damage occurred outside the area where you were supposed to be excavating? They said it's actually reducing the number of claims. They just get thrown out because oh, wow. it's so obvious that, well, you said you're digging here, but the damage happened over there. Yeah. So these are the byproducts of, of that. And, you know, at the same time, we've been working with all of our members. Our member services team has done a great job um, working with our members to go from grid data to polygon data. Mm -hmm. And they've been able to reduce and reduce and reduce their buffer zones, which has uh, dramatically reduced the number of notifications. So mm -hmm. it's, been a, it's been an interesting journey all the way along. And uh, I never thought it would get to this point. And I just saw the DIRT report for Canada. It came out uh, last week. It's not available yet, but I saw the preliminary report. And uh, 86, sorry, 84% of all locate requests in Canada now are online. So, you know, it's, like, it's that thing, if you build it, they will come, right? Right. And uh, we've, we have clickbeforeyoudig.com. We press, we, we, press click before you dig all the time we push it and collectively across the country and uh, it's the results are astounding that is such a great story i mean and all that happened in just 10 years i mean if, 10 years yeah. yeah um i know that here in oklahoma that our goal uh we've i'm for those who pop up on youtube i'm using an old wallpaper for my zoom background but for we use a11 before you dig now um we haven't gone to straight up click before you dig but we have some ideas so here in oklahoma um for our listeners um at the end of this podcast on our um both where you're listening or if you're watching it on youtube we will have a clip of um our new commercial that we're running so um here in oklahoma we have oki dig critter which is our gopher and our big mascot and now he has a neighbor who is a mouse named like the mouse. click and click is um, just a real go-getter. Sometimes goes too fast and doesn't 
click before he digs. And so uh, we'll have a commercial. So there's a little teaser for our listeners to um, check out that commercial at the end of the podcast. But I think that um, makes sense. Like we have an, um, a great opportunity to improve the safety of locate requests. Just yeah. like you said, twice as likely to have damages when it's called in. Because those escalators are literally playing the telephone game with yes. our uh, contact center rep representative. So that if a third of a mile and a fourth of a mile may not sound like a big difference, but it is when it comes to um, protecting those assets as well as that excavator. You know, and it really comes down to the best, uh, best practice, right? Best practices are designed and evolve over time to reduce, eliminate damages. Mm. It's been proven that to, to my view and you know, I'm open to anybody challenging it, but I believe it's been proven that online locate request click before you dig is a better practice than call before you dig mm -hmm. and so in my mind if we are dedicated to best practices then that's what we should be promoting is click before you dig and you know that click before you dig.com website has been up for over 10 years about 10 years now initially it was just a map of canada and about a year or two later we included the map of the us and uh, every quarter uh, utility safety partners owns the, the, the hosts the website and we maintain it and every quarter our administrative assistant goes through the entire uh, every link to make sure they all work and if they have to be updated we do that as well but it just makes so much sense right uh, if you're telling somebody what to do um, click before you dig well it, Kind of self-explanatory right and you know we just added the dot com and, and away you go so um i would like to see uh, a best practice emerge um across the entire canada us to uh to move down that that path to click before you dig some people have to call and that's fine uh homeowners you know they they dig once every 10 years maybe even once in a lifetime Oh, now I got to put my username in. Well, that, okay, you don't have to if you don't want to. You can call. You yeah. know, that's it's fine. Um, but for the the excavator, the the the, uh, the professional excavator members, there's no reason to to call. Just click, and uh, you know the, the software is improving all the time. It makes sense, and I think it needs to be. Well, I think it needs to be mandated across yeah. uh, across all one uh, one call centers. When I your one calls uh, went into that campaign and they're like, hey, this is the training session. You get one quarter to figure this out. This is your last opportunity to call in. How was that responded to? How were the escalators and members handling those phone calls? You know, I think the majority were, oh, I knew this was coming, you know? Okay. And it, it has to, a, right? They, yeah. they were the holdouts, you know, and they, they knew it was coming. Um, but what I heard back from uh, our agents and our team leaders, was, you know, people were receptive to it. And we had coached the, uh, the team leaders had coached their staff, you know, how to go about this and uh, bringing people online and helping them migrate to online. And um, at the same time, we also have training webinars that we host every week uh, during the digging season. And uh, we would get 10, 20, then 50 people coming onto a, a free webinar and it just teaches people not only just how to do a locate request, but the, how to manage their tickets online. There's mm -hmm. so much more that we could be doing online. And once they get to, you know, pass that that uh, 
uh, that block this is hard this is hard I think, oh my god this is so easy why why wouldn't anybody do it you know right. one of my uh, one of my brothers-in-law he um he lives here in, in calgary and uh he says you know i'm not the most computer literate guy but i i go online says, i was done in 10 minutes you know and right. i've never done it before and that's really what it's designed to do is to help you get there if you need to yeah when i'm doing my training presentations i i sometimes just ask randomly <laughs> who ordered a pizza last week and you know 90 percent of everybody's like yeah of course like that's so easy I'm like, yeah. cool, you know how the pizza man knew where to go? <laughs> like, that's all there is with a locator yeah. request. Instead of that's dropping right. off a pizza, they're throwing down some payment flags. And exactly. so, um, and I think that's the direction it should go. We should get to the point where we give the excavators that confidence that this isn't any harder than ordering a pizza. I mean, the co the conversation is straightforward. What type of work are you going to be doing? How long will it last? Where are you going to be digging? We'll take care of the rest. Like, that's, that's right. it. Um, so I think that's brilliant. Um, right now in Oklahoma, we are closing in on like 75%. Um, yep. A lot of that is because our efforts with our professional excavators, we have uh, tiers of uh, submissions. Um, if you normally just call in and you're doing a couple of locates a week or a month, you'll submit it and then it'll still be reviewed and processed by one of us. Mm -hmm. But then we get um, a tier where, hey, we've trained you, we sat down with you, we know you're doing it. We're still going to QA your ticket, but it can go directly from you to the member companies. Right. So those are direct submissions, of course. And so that has helped a lot saying, hey, we trust that you figured this out. Mm -hmm. and, and giving them that um, trust and that ability to go, yeah, my locate request is technically being processed faster because I took the time to learn it. Yep. They're cool. Um, granted, it's still within the data notification doesn't count anyway, but I'm not going to ruin the surprise or secrets to anybody, but um, it still feels good to know that I got it through. And so we've been working on that education front, um, but I don't know if we ever get to the point where we put a hard stop on calls, but I love the idea. Um, I think it makes sense. I like if it was mandated. Um, I really do. I, I think it makes sense too. You know, I mean, it, it comes with the best practice, and it's, it's hard to mandate. Like, I, you know, we didn't take this lightly when we went to the board. Um, really, the the proof was, if we want to reduce damages further, we have to go online. We have to bring the professional excavators, the members, go online. I even went as far to my board member companies, and, and you know, it was a couple of years back, and say, please go to your standard standard operating procedures, and where is this call and our phone number? Get rid of it and put it nice. click before you dig in our website. That's what you have to, if you're gonna do this, you gotta walk the talk, right? And you just can't talk it, you gotta walk it. So then when, and the board agreed, that, I mean, my board has been wonderful in that regard because when they brought me in back in 2011, I can't believe it's been 11 years, but when they brought me in in 2011, my mandate that I was given was, you need to uh, turn a page here. You, you need to enhance services. This is what you're being hired to do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think we've been able to do that, but it's not just me, you know, it's the entire organization. It's my colleagues. They have to believe in what they we're doing. And uh, collectively, I mean, no one person can do anything, but collectively we can do everything. And uh, exactly. so I, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate to be working with a team that I am. And, uh, you know, I, I, there's not too many bad apples I've seen out there in this industry. I think they get weeded out a long time ago, but um, and then to have the board agree, right? And then the board has a very serious job. They have to determine what's best for 
the organization, what's best to reduce damages, what's best for, for public safety. And if we've proven all that, then the answer is probably as plain as the nose on my face. And right. uh, so when we got there, it was, um, you know, to mandate for members and contractors, it was, well, the proof is there. If we don't do this, now it's on us. Um, my question for you is when that mandate came about, you still had to market this. You had to put that message out there. Um, like I said, we're using a cute mouse. This is, you know, step one of like, now we, we're always encouraging going on the website. We're always telling you while you're on your whole whole time to, you know, hang up and go on our website. We've yeah, always yeah. encouraged it, but we haven't dove into nearly the stream that um, Canada or Alberta has done. So what is it? How was your wording? How was your marketing put out there? to get everybody there before the campaign of the last request. A lot of what you did, right? The recording said, you know, click before you dig, uh, go online, reduce the wait time. Cause on a Monday morning in the height of the digging season, well, you're going to be on hold for about 45 minutes, maybe longer to speak with an agent and time better spent doing something else. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that amount of time they could have been put in five locate requests. So, and we, we did a lot of that, um, radio ads, uh, we advertise across 43 radio stations across the province. Um, our member companies or our board member companies, they began promoting click before you dig, even in their, their, um, their email signatures, click before you dig was, mm -hmm. was going there. Uh, Alberta one call, we trademarked click before you dig brand that you probably see with the little, um, mouse cursor, mm -hmm. we, we trademarked that. Um, uh, the URL we own, or I own it actually, you've clicked before you .com. And, uh, it, it was a, it, it took a time to go there. Why, why we were going there. Um, but when we, as I said earlier, once you, we hit this level that we, okay, you know what? We just can't get past this 80 some odd percent. Why is that? And it was then I thought, okay, there's gotta be another angle here. And, yeah. uh, like I said on that hunch, I said, I think locate requests on the web have a better integrity turned out that was right and then we were able to mandate and the rest is history yeah. 97 98 percent interestingly enough though as i mentioned earlier we provide services to manitoba now we don't govern manitoba the board of directors is alberta only in manitoba their online locate requests for members and contractors is about 98 percent as well oh wow and it's just they when they started they called themselves manitoba click before you dig you know if you're yeah. gonna be something call it what you want to be right yeah and uh, so they started that way and uh so that maybe that has something to do with it i don't know yeah saskatchewan i think is probably closer to 70 some odd percent um mm. and, and yet you know they've been very uh they've been promoting click before you dig as, as well i'm not sure how much but and British Columbia now is probably, I mean, the mid eighties as well. So, <laughs> you know, it, you reach a certain point, I think where, well, just everything's online. So this must be on, online too, right? Yeah. And that, and that makes sense. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever looked for a phone number before I looked for their website. I yeah. mean, in, in any aspect of my life, I, I need someone to fix something in my house. I'm not going to go grab the telephone book. I'm going yeah. to just go Google and figure out what's going on. So totally makes sense. Um, and A11 should be just as Googleable 
There's a word for us yeah. today. Yeah. I made that up today. <laughs> Googleable. I like it. Um, yeah. So definitely clicking before you did, getting that um, message across, getting us to 80 to 90 to 95% is definitely the direction we're going to go. Um, but until we get there, um, I'm just really curious, what are the differences between Alberta and Oklahoma? For our listeners who have questions or just like, this is just another world. They're, they're obviously yeah, all the nicest people in Canada. They they all <laughs> put in their locate request because they have to. They're just the best neighbors ever. And that and that's why they're at 97% or whatever. Well, I think the biggest difference between uh, Alberta, I'll see Alberta One Call Utility Safety Partners, and the U.S., whether Oklahoma or any other state, is we don't have a call before you dig law. We don't have one call law across the country yet. The only province that has comprehensive damage prevention legislation or you must request a locate before digging is Ontario. That came in in 2012. Uh, in Alberta, we're kind of like the Texas of, the, of Canada, <laughs> right? We have a lot of pipelines. We have a lot of oil and gas. Yeah. And uh, in Alberta, we have what I like to call um, quasi legislation. So any transmission pipeline regulated na nationally, federally, or provincially must register those assets with the one call center. That's Alberta and all of Canada. But only Alberta has provincial and so does British Columbia. The transmission pipelines that are provincially regulated in those two provinces have to re register. But everything else doesn't have to. Municipalities, electrical, uh, telecom, they don't have to register. Wow. Most of them do. Uh, we have 850 members roughly, but we don't have that comprehensive legislation. Um, that said, because of Alberta's heavy oil and gas uh, character, people have, I think, a, a very strong sense that, you know, I need to know what's below before I put a shovel in the ground. So that has helped us. Um, and similar in Saskatchewan, very heavy oil and gas presence. But that's the biggest difference. Now, the other big difference is we jam a year's worth of excavation into about seven months, seven or eight months, because we have you know heavy winter, obviously. Right now, I mean, the weather is, is phenomenal. And we, usually, we could have a foot of snow right now, we don't. Uh, right today, I think it's 25 degrees Celsius, which is probably about 80 some odd degrees uh, Fahrenheit. And it's beautiful. It's been a wow. fantastic weather. And it's, and, uh, it's warmer there today than it is here in Oklahoma City. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's pretty warm here compared to anywhere else, I think. But it, it, we, in Calgary anyway, we get these Chinook winds sometimes and, and it'll change the temperature dramatically. But um, that's the biggest difference. You know, the two biggest ones, we don't have that comprehensive legislation, although we're working on it. And the, the digging season is compressed. Yeah, and, uh, which is is good in a way because it allows us a little bit of downtime to help prepare for the following year. Whether that's mod modifying our training or implementing new programs, that type thing, or assessing the effectiveness of the existing programs. So it's built into our our cycle. But those would be the two biggest differences. That makes sense. Um, here in Oklahoma, our slow season, we never have a 
down season like there's never stoppage uh, because we yeah. never get that cold um but the holidays of course so november and december things slow down quite a bit and then january and february it's actually pretty cold so it does yeah. kind of slow down so those four months is about a, um it's it's a slowdown uh instead of i don't know um instead of like thirty thousand tickets we'll have 15 to 20,000 um, right. those months. So things do slow down, but that get like you said, we use that time to revamp our policies and procedures. We get some yep. refresher training to our contact center. I get to get some refresher training with, with the people that I'm working with and uh, making sure that we're all on the same page. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's, it's also a great opportunity for all my podcast recordings as well. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so things are going well. Um, I'm, I've been really, really impressed with um, the success that you've had with Click Before Your Dig. Um, I, I know that I'm going to be talking to you offline. Um, all of OK One's going to be talking with you offline to see as you look at what we're doing marketing-wise and stuff like that. If if you have some ideas and some lessons learned from what you went through uh, to help us get our numbers up, because like you said, it just made sense. It's the best practice. Best players know what they're doing. And uh, we just need to get them confident in the process, um, just like ordering a pizza. It, it, so. it really it really is that easy, and it's just going to get easier. Mm -hmm. It really is. When I first started you know, promoting Click Before You Dig and waving that flag, I had most people looking at me like, are you out of your mind? Like, right. why would we do that? Trust the software to do this for us. And, okay, well, you know, 10 years later, um, it's like, okay, well, look at that. 86% across the country here in Canada mm -hmm. is online. And, you know, we weren't the first ones to to offer the web. Everybody offered it. But I think we were the first ones to really harness it and promote it the way we have and to center our entire awareness campaign around Click Before You Dig. That is outstanding. Just outstanding. So, um, Mike, um, I think that's really all we have today. Um, can you give and the story of why A11 is so important to you. Obviously you've been in a role or a stakeholder within the process for many, many years. Um, this is usually the last question I ask of everybody, but can you kind of just give me your overall perspective of damage prevention? Yeah, I, I've been, it's interesting how people, how your career goes and um, I came to Alberta 32 years ago and uh, I got on with a federal regulator at the time uh, for transmission pipelines and I had an incredible education offered to me from the National Energy Board at the time I was an inspector and I got to see firsthand the damage that can occur as a result of a uh, person not requesting a locate and whether that's an excavator or uh, an owner of buried utilities or uh, a homeowner. And uh, I got to talk with people who were affected by that directly. And uh, a couple of those instances uh, left a lasting mark on me. And, uh, you know, I did a lot of other things. I was a construction inspector for pipelines. I did a lot of other things. But the damage prevention element of what I did during those early years, 30 some odd years ago, and before that, I had a railway background and it was not even conducive to what I do now, but um, those early years just seemed to put me on this path that there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a way to avoid this, right? And uh, so I was always around it, always around it. And I had the opportunity to be on the CGA board of directors in the U.S. representing Canada for many years. And 
I said, wow, this is this is the the a juggernaut of of engagement of of awareness of education. This is what it's all about, mm-hmm. right? And it's meeting people like you and meeting people like I've met across the country in Canada and and around in the US and really around the world. Everybody working towards the same end uh, to improve public worker and community safety. And that's really what it means to me. That is awesome. We want to ask you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be the first to hear each new episode. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to follow the channel for not only our podcast, but also educational videos on Oki 811 services. Follow us on social media to know of upcoming educational events, such as safety days or our expo, or to know the next time we may be hiring. Thank you for listening to Digging Deep, an Oki 811 podcast. After you subscribe, be sure to share. Um, I agree. Um, I've been with OK11 now. I'm in my 11th year. Um, and if you would have told me 15 years ago, hey, MG, you're going to get a job. We're going to be talking about digging all the time. Yeah. Um, that was not the career path I was on at all. Um, so, um, but every single conversation I have with anybody within the industry or any excavator or anybody who's um, working out in the field, I always walk away from the conversation going, I hope I said one more thing to help them realize how important their safety is and why we do what we do. And yep. that's kind of my goal. And it's just blown me away. I, I, I couldn't have a better job, um, a better industry to be in. And um, just knowing the impact that we're having on the community and uh, whether it's protection of that infrastructure or the protection of that worker, it's very, very important. So well, like I, I said earlier, you know, no one person can do it all, but collectively we can do everything. And, you know, here's a perfect example, the two of us connecting today across the country to promote best practices. I mean, I would love to have the legislation you have and you would love to have <laughs> the, the, the web stats I have. And, you know, collectively we'll get there. Outstanding. Yes, we will. Um, so Mike, I appreciate you so much. Um, I um, will thank you for joining us today. For those who are listening, please go ahead and take the time to share um, this great message. Um, make sure that uh, people within your industry know the importance of digging safe in Oklahoma. And let's all get to where we're clicking before we dig. I think that made sense. What I tend to say is one click costs you nothing. Not clicking could cost you everything. Awesome.